Well, how you doing, John? How am I doing? Um, you know, no complaints. Okay, one one complaint. Um, I had a, a work meeting today after work, which is never my favorite thing. Um, but it was a work meeting that was a conference call two weeks ago. I just wasn't on the call, but my coworker who I share an office with was. So I was kind of on the call, and I learned nothing new, and I did not get home until like seven fifteen. Ah, uh, that's the worst. So not not my favorite thing, but again, it could be worse. It could. I'm glad that you made it home safe. That's late to be coming home. And uh, here in Tennessee, it is becoming mating season for many an animal. And so <laughs> I have accumulated the corpses of a possum and a raccoon so far this season. Ouch. Yeah. So we have a skunk that lives. So where I live, we have a, uh, it's a, it's an area where there's a, a lot it's not really a tree line. It's more just like a, a clump of trees okay. that's beside us. And nothing can be built there because the the water drains right there and goes to the river. Because we, we live right off of the Cumberland River. and Not not in a van. Not in a van. Down by the river. No. We are yeah. not Chris Farley. Opportunity wasted. I know. Isn't it funny that that's like people's dreams now is to live in a van down by the river? Well, I mean, a van doesn't have property tax. So, I mean, I get it. That's true. <laughs> that's true so um but yeah so there in um that we've got a skunk living in there and uh oof so occasionally it will get startled and the smell let you is know. not very pleasant yeah i, I believe that well Whew. this conversation has started to stink so let's move on hey We are, I am Jay, this is John. Hi, it's me, John. And uh, this is They Didn't Ask Us. Welcome back. It's true. Glad to have you. Glad to be back. We are on, you know, I, I do this just about every season where I will start to remember, you know, I'll, I'll say the the number episode that we're on, and mm-hmm. honestly, about three from now, I'm going to completely forget what number we're on. <laughs> So I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to begin to say the episode number because I don't really know. This could be episode three. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, so one thing that we're, that we've started this season that we have not done in the past, we actually have um, an episode guide that we, that we kind of as an outline, we, it's the bones of it and we kind of flesh it out as we go. We could just add that as one of the things like, Hey, remember to episode or a uh, season and episode number at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. But that would be, I mean, it's also in the, the title, right? Yeah, it is. So, I mean, it's not the best thing. It's not the worst thing. Yeah. If you really want to know, just look at your phone right now. <laughs> it will say right there. Yeah. Um, but uh, this week we are reviewing Predator, the oh my gosh. classic 1987 American science fiction action film. Uh, it's starring the one and only Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm. And then we are also going to be reviewing Prey, which is a much different 2022 movie set within the same universe, a prequel, mm-hmm. if you will, to the Predator movie, uh, takes place in 1719 in the northern Great Plains of North America. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited to talk about those movies. Uh, but first, um, a lot of things have have happened since we last recorded. A lot of news has come out. Yes. Um, 
Jay, I'll let you kick us off with Assassin's Creed because of the things in this rundown, I only really watched the Mirage trailer. So a lot of this stuff, I don't really know yet. Okay. I will gladly do that. I am, I think I tweeted out after this announcement that I just could not contain my excitement for all of this. I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan. Uh, I fell in love with the first game. I thought it was amazing and played just, I mean, not all of them, but more of them than I probably should have. Yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and so Assassin's Creed had, or Ubisoft, I guess, had a, a huge announcement. And with that came a whole bunch of Assassin's Creed stuff. And so Valhalla, we'll start with Valhalla just because it's the, the current Assassin's Creed. Um, it is getting its final chapter release later this year, probably here in the next month or so, I would imagine. Uh, but I it's going to be yeah. wrapping up Ivor, Ivor's story. Um, Avor, excuse me. Um, Avor has been the main character. This has been another one of the Assassin's Creed games where you get to choose between being a male or female. Both of them had the same name and essentially the same story. It's just one's male, one's female. Yeah. And um, the the main storyline of the game, it ends, but it doesn't really give a, in my opinion, a satisfactory ending to the oh, character. Oh no. Like it I hate those. It just kind of leaves it open. So you really like you know where he ends up, but you don't know how he gets there. So my guess is is that this final chapter is going to explain how he reaches the end of his road. Okay. So I you were when you were talking about it initially, it was sounding like you were about to say it doesn't end, it just stops, and I hate stuff like that. Yeah, it didn't do that, but it didn't... So there, there is an ending, it just doesn't actually get there. Yeah. Ugh, that's also bad. Right, so I think for a little while, at least I did, I thought, okay, well maybe the next game, that's what it's going to be about, is it's going to be about the ending to his story, but it looks like the character is actually getting a... Uh, they're wrapping Poetic it up. send-off? Yeah, a send-off. Oh, hopefully it's good. Yeah, hope so. Um, and then with that, uh, next year uh not sure exactly when but we're getting a new assassin's creed game called mirage and it's going to be the main character for that one is actually going to be basim who is actually in assassin's creed valhalla and you get to see his ending a really huge oh no. plot twist within the valhalla storyline oh, i'm gonna have to play valhalla now aren't i eh. Dang it. I mean, you could just look up the plot twist. You don't necessarily have I to play the, the game is over 150 hours long. Oh, no. This is one of those like top 10 hardest games to 100%. Oh, yeah. It like is. Like Valhalla, there's the, it's not necessarily the amount of content so much as it is like how precise it is to get some of the like hidden weapons and, and things like that. Yes. A lot of puzzles in this game. Seems very tedious from what I remember on launch. Yes. But uh, Mirage is going to be back to the basics. So one thing that Assassin's Creed had a reputation was they released a game pretty much every year. Um, and the formula kind of got old. People got tired of it. And so Assassin's Creed Ubisoft, they said, you know what? Fine, we're going to step back and we're going to kind of spice it up a little bit change things up for you and so they took about it was like two or three years they took off and then when they released the new assassin's creed it was assassin's creed origins which completely redefined the genre it made it more of an rpg uh an open world uh massive open world and just gave you a whole lot to do um 
And so it really changed the game. Some people loved it. Some people did not. So what they're going to do is, is um, this Assassin's Creed Mirage is actually going to go back to the basics where it's not going to be this vast open world and it's not going to be a lot of the RPG element. It's going to be a lot more toned down. So it's going to feel more like the original games. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I really liked the character that was introduced, so I'm interested to see his origins. Yeah. And um, it's just, it's more Assassin's Creed, so, you know. The the only, like, precision thing about the game I remember hearing is that the uh, Scout Hawk is still a mechanic, and I'm very excited about that because the Scout Hawk in Origins... Like, I found all of the sync points as fast as I could because I wanted the hawk to be the best. Yeah. And when it is really good, it changes the way that game is played. It does. So I'm very excited for that to for that to be back for Mirage. Yeah. So it's it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's going to just be fun to go back to what made Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed. Um, and it's going to take place in Baghdad. Mm-hmm. And then next up we have, uh, and, and this is kind of a... A twofold thing. So Assassin's Creed is releasing something called Assassin's Creed Infinity. And More. no. And <laughs> you have to get the Infinity Hidden Blade and <laughs> collect all the stones. Yes. Yeah. Um and Assassin's Creed Infinity is supposed to be really honestly, we don't know. We're not completely sure what it's supposed to be. It sounds like to me, it sounds like it's almost gonna be like a, a paid service that you can be a part of, and then you can Gross. get like I think eventually there's gonna be Assassin's Creed games that will only be accessible in this Assassin's Creed Infinity. But the idea is, is that so if you don't know what Assassin's Creed is, it's modern day people that are reliving DNA strands of their ancestors and they're looking for they're reliving their memories and they're trying to find certain artifacts is the basic plot of the game. And so the idea is with Infinity is you're going to be able to explore these strands, but with other people. Hmm. So it's it's going to add a multiplayer element to the games. That actually sounds really fun. I've been missing high-quality co-op games in my life for a while, so I hope that it gets close to the ceiling that I think we all know it has. It could potentially be really amazing, but with that will come Assassin's Creed Codename Red, which is an Assassin's Creed game based in Japan. Um, There is going to be another one called Codename Hex. Uh, As far as we know, this is going to take place sometime during the massive witch hunt that took place in Rome. Oh. And then Codename Jade, which is actually going to be a mobile video game, but like a full-fledged game. So it's going to be open world. You're going to be able to create your own character. Like it's going to be a massive game, but on your mobile device. I'm not sure how that's going to play out. And then last but not least, they have announced that there will be a full live action series on Netflix. I'm so scared about that, man. Me too. Like, I I have yet to actually see the Assassin's Creed movie because it scares me, but I I want to think Netflix can pull this off. I want to think it. Yeah. I think as long as they stick more to the source material, I think it will be good, but we shall Mm -hmm. see. I think another thing to keep in mind is it's a show based off of a video game. They should probably play the games. Yeah, that's that's important. That is that is a direct shot at Halo (laughs) and you can you can fight me. (laughs) Direct shot. Oh, and then um, so we're recording this on Wednesday. So Tuesday afternoon, we had a Nintendo direct. Was it afternoon or morning? It was like 
midday. We had a Nintendo Direct, and we had the Nintendo Direct everybody has wanted for years. Yep. We have the Breath of the Wild sequel. So it's it's called Tears of the Kingdom, I think. I think Tears, but it's one of those words where it has two different pronunciations, which are two completely different meanings. Do you think it could be Tears of the Kingdom? It could be. Like, it could be, because I didn't watch the Direct, and obviously in the Direct they will pronounce it. Um, but having only ever read the title, those are two wildly different vibes of a title. Like, Tears of the Kingdom sounds so intense like the king the fabric of the kingdom is being ripped apart and link has to save it again forever because that's all link ever does <laughs> yeah that that is possible i mean they would make sense because from what we've seen in the trailers and the and the small clips that they've released the kingdom does look like it's been torn apart where parts of it are actually floating in the sky so that would I... make sense I, I'm not quite an expert on a lot of things, um, but I feel like that is less than ideal. I don't I don't think that's desired. I'm yeah, I'm I'm pretty confident in that one. Yeah. Yeah, so that is going to be released uh, in, they actually have a full date, which is gonna be May I believe it was sixteenth, twenty twenty three. I hope Meg is done with Stardew Valley by then so I can actually play this game. It's going to I be fantastic. I haven't even played Breath of the Wild yet, actually. <clears throat> oh my goodness, it's so good. I don't think you understand how much Stardew Valley Meg plays. Like we we drove to our friend's house for Tuesday night movie night last night. She took it in the car <laughs> for our like twenty minute drive across town. That's awesome. I'm like my little my my gamer heart is so happy <laughs> that she has a game that she is just diving into. That's not like facetious or or anything. Like genuinely, it's so fulfilling to watch her invest in something like that. See what's funny about that is my wife is the complete opposite. She could not care less about video games like she just yeah. does not care and so i took a screenshot of the announcement and sent it to her and i said well i know what i'm doing next summer and then she laughed and just said oh that looks like fun and i said don't worry i'll share <laughs> after i beat it and you can't get further in the game than me you will not spoil this game for me yeah i've wanted this for years for real well, up next, that's video game news out of the way. Well, no, we got one we do more. Have yeah, one brief video game news I snuck in with you. That's right. Um, so in the wake of the Nintendo Direct, PlayStation also had a state of play yesterday afternoon where they released a new video for God of War Ragnarok, and it looks so intense. Oh, snap. Like, I, don't, I feel like someone marketed it as a gameplay trailer, but it all looked very, like, stylized, like a cutscene. Yeah. So, I don't know that it's truly a gameplay trailer, but its release date is, like, November 9th of this year. So, it comes out, like, two weeks after Call of Duty, which is a bold release. But it's also out in enough time, like, there should be stock available for Black Friday and Christmas and things like that. So, I, I need to play the first one still. I haven't gotten around to it, um, but the first one is supposed to be very, very good. And this one, I think, is... I mean, everyone expects it to be just as good. So, very excited for Ragnarok. That is awesome. Oh, I hear the front door. Who is it? Who's coming in my house? <laughs> Did you hear that? I heard, give me all your... <laughs> yeah. She said, she said, give me all your meth. Wow. Escalated very quickly. John, John knows where we live. So it's true. that makes more sense to him yeah. than it does to everybody else. Oh, please don't. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Bailey used to interrupt our uh, podcast all the time. He'd just come it's in true. and just meow. <laughs> um, so do you want to tell them about the Star Wars news? There's so much Star Wars news. There is. Um, all shows. The, the peak 
things for me that came out from um it wasn't even disney plus day itself was kind of a letdown um nothing really came out until that weekend so but the weekend had incredible releases um or teasers or or whatever um so the first most soon thing for us right now is uh september 21st and or releases with the first three episodes um which i mean big picture i'm not super excited about this show but if you give me three episodes to figure out if i'm invested or not i feel like at that point i'll, I'll feel committed yeah i'm gonna do and i'll it. have to finish it oh I, all three the day of will be watched <laughs> I, I have probably tried, be over the weekend for me. I have tried really hard to not get excited about this show. And when they released, they, they, before D23, they released a, like, it was probably like 10 minutes long and it was just about the making of the show and like, who's going to be involved. And then they gave like a little three minute clip. And I, as soon as I finished it, I was like, dead gummit. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this next one for me is the is the most exciting. I guess it's a trailer. It's not truly a teaser um, from D23. And that is we got the first big picture video of Tales of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. Which is about famous origin stories. So a lot of it is going to be Ahsoka because we love Ahsoka um, until they start throwing her in everything. And then we will start to hate Ahsoka. That is the nature of Star Wars fans. (laughs) Um, Pre pre Sith Dooku is going to be featured. Um, It looks like we get that young mace windu like this this is stuff that we have wanted for for a long time um not so much in the case of ahsoka because she is such a more recent character or at least a more recently appreciated character um but the mythos behind dooku and mace windu to be i mean tales of the jedi is going to be canon isn't it yeah it will this is like the actual i almost said the actual what happened um but what happened in canon with these characters and i it looks so good it does i'm so excited yeah and it's going to be made by the same uh, people that did the Clone Wars. So it's it. I, I really do think it's going to be good. I don't think it's going to be a disappointment. Um, but along with that, kind while of- we're while we're positing if something could be a disappointment, <laughs> uh, the Bad Batch season two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a thing. Oh, man. Oh, by the way, I don't think we mentioned Andor comes out September 21st, which will actually be... Week of. The week of this release, yeah. And then October 26th is Tales of the Jedi, and then The Bad Batch Season 2, January 4th. January 4th. May the January 4th be with you. Doesn't quite have the same ring to it. it doesn't, but it works. Um, Did they... Was there a video for that, probably? Maybe. I think there was. I think there was a trailer, but did I watch it? Did I already forget that I watched it? Maybe. I was just yeah. thinking myself, did I watch it? And then I thought to myself, actually, yes, I did, which means I already forgot it. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly where I'm <laughs> that at. That pretty much sums up the series for me. Um, but February 2023, we have the other thing, the other Star Wars reveal from D23 that I'm most excited about, and that's Mandalorian Season 3. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. This looks... So I would say season one is very much a space Western season. Yeah. And you could argue a lot of season two is like that as well. Um, season three just looks like a, like an action movie. And because it's a TV show, I feel like it can actually have a cohesive plot. Um, it's just a matter of will it have a cohesive plot. And we won't know that, obviously, until until the full show is out. So this is definitely like I haven't been this excited for The Mandalorian in the past. But this season looks amazing. Yeah, it does. I don't. I didn't really have much to say about the trailer. I mean, they revealed just enough 
to make you excited, but not too much mm-hmm. that you're able to kind of pick it apart and say, oh, this is probably what's going to happen. Yeah. Like they're really. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if over half of the scenes from the trailer were in the first like three episodes. I, I feel the same way. Yep. I would, I want that to be the case actually. Yeah. And then we have release windows for three shows. So there's spring 2023 for Star Wars Visions Volume 2. Um, summer 2023 for Ahsoka. Fall 2023 for Skeleton Crew. Um, going back to Visions really quick. I was shocked at how much I enjoyed Visions. Visions was one of those things that was a huge surprise. A very pleasant surprise. Because yeah. I feel like at that point there had been several Star Wars th- things properties that had been released that were not all that great and then this was released and it was like wow this is really good in fact a few of the episodes i thought to myself this would make an incredible movie or even like a series of movies a show on its own yeah yeah so i really hope i I don't know it kind of gives me hope i guess does it give you a new hope maybe Sorry, I couldn't help myself. A new hope that maybe, I don't know, it, it makes me think that maybe the people taking care in charge of Star Wars, I was going to say taking care, but they're not taking care of it. The the people that are in, star, in, in charge of Star Wars, it makes me wonder if maybe they're starting to wake up that, hey, maybe we don't know Star Wars as well as we thought we did. Because some of those creators from the, from the Visions episode, they understand Star Wars. Yeah. They get it. Well, and at the same time, the beauty of Visions is that Star Wars, by and large, is what you make it. Yeah. And with Visions being all one-off episodes, it really lets each creator dive into, this is the aspect I want to explore. Right. And, you know, I there are a lot of episodes of Visions that I want to have second episodes in Volume 2. Yeah. But I don't want them all to just be second episodes, because that takes away from the, the magic of... Oh, what's this one going to be? Let's, you know, let's discover a new aspect to this for the next 20 minutes mm-hmm. or however long each episode was. Yeah. So I don't know how that, how I want that to actually work, but it's like a, like a sprinkling of sequels with new original episodes. Yeah. I like that. And then Ahsoka is another one of those that I'm like, eh, I don't know. Maybe. I, I'm trying really hard not to be excited for Ahsoka because Hera is confirmed. Sabine is confirmed. I think Chopper has been confirmed. Thrawn is the rumor. Ezra is rumored. Like, this is the show everyone wanted after Rebels. Actually, Ezra's the, confirmed. The what happens. Has he been? Uh-huh. He's been confirmed and casted. Oh. Ooh. Yep. That's exciting, actually. Yep. So now I'm trying really hard to not get excited about Ahsoka. <laughs> um... Yeah, Ezra yeah. has been confirmed. Um, it's not who everybody wanted it to be. Uh, everybody oh, no. was pulling for... I know, right? Everybody was pulling for... Um, I can't remember his name, but the guy that played Aladdin in the new uh, live-action Aladdin. And okay. it ended up being somebody completely different, and I honestly can't remember who it is. Yeah, I mean, there are very few instances where I get worked up about castings. Yeah. Just because it's unfair to the person who does get cast because they could they could come out and give a better performance than you could have ever wanted. But because you go into it biased, you refuse to see it. And I know I've done that with things in the past. Um, The only exception is Idris Elba as James Bond. That has to happen. I don't remember what stand up it was, but somebody had a bit about why Idris Elba can never be Bond. And it completely ruined the. Oh yeah, it needs to be him because I can't. Have you ever watched things and you can't unsee them? Yeah, you can't unhear yeah. things, and it impacts how you how you do other things. Right. 
that, that's absolutely Idris Elba as Bond. Okay. I used to be fully on board, but now I'm like, what if we pump the brakes on this one a little bit? <laughs> well, let's get into these uh, Marvel announcements because we've got you, we got quite uh, are a bit. We, are we skipping Skeleton Crew? Oh, Skeleton. Well, I mean, did you have anything I, I don't to say know, about it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that I know what it is. I know. That, that's my talking about it is I don't know what it is. <laughs> Fair enough, because I know about that much as well. Okay, well, uh, Marvel releases. Sorry to interrupt, Jay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So um, we got the Thunderbolts lineup uh, was revealed. Um, So we've got Ghost, Red Guardian, Black Widow, Winter Soldier, U.S. Agent, Taskmaster. Oh, I skipped over uh, Valentina Allegra. And uh, this dark superhero movie will be directed by director, I don't even know who that is, Jake Schreier. Schreier. And will hit theaters July 26th, 2024. I would like to say I saw that picture. Uh, not inherently, actually. There was a there was a large group of fans who, instead of the Winter Soldier, they wanted the anti-hero role of the Thunderbolts to be uh, John Bernthal as the Punisher. Oh. Which would have been amazing. That would have been a cool um, reveal. But I want to say, if in the Thunderbolts, Bucky dies and then the U.S. agent has to lead the team, I'm going to be so pissed off. Because that's a terrible way for his for his MCU story to end. But it is so predictable. Yeah. Because, I mean, there is a Suicide Squad aspect to this, right? Like, one of these characters is not going to live. Right. And he's been in it the longest, so he theoretically has the shortest shelf life at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I uh, I saw this picture of all of them together, and I was just like, "Oh, look at that! It's the Suicide Squad." Essentially, yeah. And I and, and my excitement went way down. Uh, my wh- my thing in looking at the the Thunderbolts lineup, there are three shields in this lineup. Red Guardian has a shield. U.S. Agent has a shield. Taskmaster has a shield. And Bucky has used it in the past. That seems just like a weird. Like you might want to have a couple of different uh, shields there. You know what they say: um, a good, a great defense is a good offense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I'm excited for the dynamic between uh, Yelena and Bucky though, because Bucky and Natasha went back so far. I feel like he could try to talk Yelena into like, no, Clint Barton's like actually the bomb. We love Clint because she started along that at the end of Hawkeye, but she wasn't there yet. Yeah. Oh, going into the next movie that we're it's a little bit confused about, to be honest with you. Um, The Marvels. The Marvels. Director Nia DaCosta showed in a trailer, uh, teased the dynamic between Carol Danvers, Kamala Khan, and Monica Rambeau, and it showed the trio fighting together. Um, movie is scheduled to come out July 28th, 2023, so near the end of next summer uh i also read that the thing about how the movie starts and how they have to learn going through it um as kind of shown at the end of miss marvel when each character uses their powers they teleport with one of the other marvels so they just swap where they are in time and space and the movie is going to be how they learn to adapt and and ultimately like team up to fight somebody i don't know i didn't get that far Hmm. but that aspect of like how we're going to learn to work together separately is actually kind of interesting so they keep up all this work of helping people and doing what they can in hopes that their next leap will be the leap home i gotta go uh It took me a second, like, it took, I was probably about halfway through, or you were probably about halfway through that bit, and I was like, this feels familiar. Oh, yep, there it is. (laughs) I hope they play, they gotta play that music at some point. Do they have the rights to it? I mean, it's Disney, they probably do. Probably. That's upsetting to think about, actually. 
Werewolf by Night will be the first MCU Halloween special when it hits Disney Plus on October 7th. And it got its first trailer, which was just about as clear as the announcement. And you understand just about as much as you did before. Fun. Yeah. It's not, it does not sound fun. I didn't watch it. Uh, it I probably won't watch it. it it's, to it's, be honest with you. It wasn't, it was, it honestly, I, I was like, I don't even know what Werewolf by Night is. And then I watched the trailer and I was like, I know just about as much now as I did before I, I watched the trailer. Before. Yeah. <laughs> Whew. Secret Invasion got its first trailer revealing a faction of shape-shifting scrolls who have been infiltrating Earth for years. Nick Fury and Jim Rhodes have to do something about it when the series hits Disney Plus in 2023. So we we just discussed how the Werewolf by Night trailer was borderline worthless. Um, the Secret Invasion trailer is fascinating. Like that that bit about Skrulls infiltrating Earth is basically the understanding level I have for Secret Invasion. Um, I haven't read it before, but this trailer looks very intense, and I'm 100% on board. I'm just confused by it all. I guess it, we kind of like what John has said before. We're for me, we're getting so far away from the core of what Marvel is that I really don't know what's happening, and I am. I have no knowledge of this area that we're in. So yeah. for me, there be dragons here. I mean, big picture, Secret Invasion is one of the more notable plots of Marvel somewhat recently. Was it 2000s or was it 90s? It feels like it was a while ago when the, the comic Secret Invasion came out. Uh, I don't even know. But it, it feels like one of those iconic stories that it's like, now that they're getting away from the Avengers in the you know the team has to fight the big bad this is the type of story that they can actually dive into this would be like if if dc's universe had actually worked (laughs) and they made it far enough they were like hey you know we can afford to turn the long halloween into a show that gives it the time it deserves and not try to slam this amazing plot into a two-hour movie Gotcha. Okay. So that that's kind of what Secret Invasion feels like to me. That helped me understand it a lot better, actually. So, yeah. What a what-if episode that would be. What if the oh DC universe had actually worked? And Aren't... it's just like, the world of tomorrow, everything is perfect. <laughs> and it's like, oh man, that's, that's a bummer. Armor Wars will pick up where Secret Invasion uh, will leave off, with Rhodey getting a bunch of new War Machine-style suits of armor. The six-part Disney Plus series starts shooting next year. And then Loki season two hits Disney Plus in summer 2023. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm gonna give it a shot. Ki Hui Hu. No, Ki. Let's see. Ki Hui Quan. That's that? what I was thinking. Uh, that that, that would have been my best guess as well. The the guy that played Short Round in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom uh, is actually going to be in the cast of the new season. And then an untitled World War II set game starring Captain America and Black Panther will be coming out at some point. Did you watch the video for that game? I did not. So I did, and I think we understand it the same amount. Okay. <laughs> the trailer is very convoluted. Was it just it's very confusing like, to me? Did they even have any type of like visuals or was it just no, pictures or it something? It was all it was essentially glorified concept art. Oh. Which for a game that doesn't have a release date is kind of what you would expect the announcement to be. Yeah. Um not super <laughs> excited about it, honestly. We can't like, show they, you they anything because like, we haven't started yet. Essentially. Yeah. 
they they looked like they were enemies for a, for a good portion of the video. So I wonder if it's one of those like, oh, we you know we started as enemies and then we learned that we were fighting the real enemy, but it's like some concept and not an actual person. I don't know. I'm not super excited about it. Of all the Marvel characters, I want to have games. We've had them in Ultimate Alliance before. Like, give us something new. Also, at some point, is Ebony and Ivory gonna play? Oh my gosh, it's got to be in the credits. It's gotta be. <laughs> The ending credits of that game plays <laughs> plays that song. If it doesn't, I'll be very disappointed. Um, uh, so that's that's all the news, and uh, that's like an hour into the episode. So we apologize after editing down. It'll probably only be like thirty minutes, but still, it's uh, it was a lot, a lot of news. It's a it's a chunk, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of releases. So which is exciting, and for the most part, it was. Uh, there was a whole. I, we didn't. We did not tell you everything that was at the D23. If you care about all the princesses and all the other stuff, you can go check that out. Um, so, but probably the best reaction I have seen, because so, so one of the, this is just something funny uh, I wanted to, to add in. <laughs> so, you know, um, that one, one of the, one of the big things that's happening right now is they're making these live-action uh, Disney princess movies, but they're changing their uh, race-swapping the main character. So whereas, like, they're making The Little Mermaid, and Little Mermaid is actually, in the new movie, is going to be black instead of white, which is, you know, that's fine. Uh, you know, representation is never a bad thing. Um, and so what they've been doing is, is they've been playing these videos, and then they're recording uh, these little girls, their, their reaction to seeing the trailer for the first time and you know and then them seeing oh man little mermaid's gonna be black like and you know they're so excited um well the best reaction video i've seen is the trailer's playing and the mom is filming her uh daughter who's white and she finishes the <laughs> the trailer ends and she looks over at her mom and she like she has like no reaction like the whole time like she's not getting excited she's just like she, like, you can see it on her face. She's like, oh, oh. And then she looks over at her mom and she goes, was that just me or was that Whitney Houston? <laughs> and I'm like, oh and my gosh. She's like four. <laughs> in the immortal words of Andy Samberg as Nicolas Cage, that's high praise. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I mean, she was singing. So I guess maybe that's what she was thinking. I don't know. It was really funny. But um, any shows i i the only thing uh i wanted to say is i have watched the first few episodes of the rings of power um i won't give a summary or anything but i'll just say that so far it's not the worst thing in the world it's not ringing the, ringing endorsement yeah it's not um if you can it, the way that i the way that i'll explain it is this if you can separate that this is not tolkien like tolkien did not write this if you can separate that and understand that this is a this is a an original this this is not an original but this is somebody else's work this has nothing to do with Tolkien then it's not awful it's not the worst thing I've ever seen um, it's not great and it does you can definitely tell that they're they're really really trying to be like Game of Thrones they're trying really hard which is not always a good thing as we all know. Correct, but that I I am still watching it. The one of the latest things that happened in episode three was just kind of ridiculous. But yeah, it's not. Uh, it could it could be a lot worse. I'll put yeah, it that way. I, I think that's fair. Um, if we're giving mild reviews of things like that, 
Um, I very much enjoyed She-Hulk to this point. Really? It's been it's been better than I expected it to be. Uh, well, we have very different opinions on that. <laughs> I have I've absolutely enjoyed it so far, so I'm excited for it to to finish the show and see see what you think. Uh. Uh, but we are on to today's featured review, which uh, I originally proposed in the meme format of how it started and how it's going. <laughs> uh, I know it, the meme itself was somewhat prompted by, or it, it gained popularity, I think, last year. Um, I saw it on Twitter because that's where I see most of my memes. Um, and it just really got me thinking this would be really fun to kind of do, you know, maybe not a, a true remake, rewatch like we did with Wrath of Khan, but something more, you know, the first movie and the most recent movie. And it just so happens that Prey, the new um, Predator prequel, released exclusive to Hulu in August, and the timing of that really, really worked out. So um, we very briefly considered, hey, what if we just like reviewed Predator start to finish? And then we kind of looked and there are like six movies. <laughs> And that is more than one episode worth of content. So we we pared it down to the original, uh, one of the most 80s movies ever, gotta be, um, and to the new one, which um, I'm very, very excited to talk about. So do you want to talk about the first one first, or yeah, let's definitely start with both side by side? Well, let's definitely talk about the original first, uh, because compared to the new one, it's, it's very different, very, very different. Um, but yeah, we'll start with the first one. So Predator 1987, um, starring, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger, I guess some people might say. And then also, uh, uh, Grief Karga. Yes. Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. And uh, what's that other guy's name? Uh, Jesse Ventura is in it. Carl Weathers and Schwarzenegger are really the two big names. Yeah, they're really the two main focus characters. Yeah. Um, and then the Predator, of course. Yeah. But uh, summary, as far as summary goes with this movie, um, there's not really a whole lot that can be said, uh, except that they have somebody specific that they're trying to hunt down. Uh, a drug lord? If I'm, is that, was I that right? Know. Was it a drug lord? I think it's uh, some type of... like worker of the state whether it's some type of i don't think it's a congressman or a senator but it is a state employee um someone who worked for the government crossed over the wrong border they lost track of the helicopter and arnold schwarzenegger leads like the elite covert retrieval team uh, for the u.s and carl weathers is the cia agent who hijacks the team once they once they get into the jungle and it's it's uh, the reason why it's hard to say exactly what was supposed to be happening is because then all of that is lost like yep. almost immediately. Like this yes. whole story is kind of set up, but then you immediately lose it because then there's also this alien that's hunting them down. And along the way, they find like skulls and uh, backbones and people hanging from the tree with no skin. I mean, it's it's yeah. pretty gruesome. This, this is, movie, this is by the way, time. is rated R. Yes, that's what I was about to say. Uh, we didn't mention this earlier. Uh, both of these movies are exceptionally R rated. Yes. So, um, in my opinion, more so the first one. Ah, uh, mm, uh, I don't know. Prey. Prey is pretty much just violence. Yeah. The first one is violence and language. Yes. But the the violence in Prey, I thought, was very. Uh, in your face, but we'll, we'll talk about that here in a second. Um, so predator R rated language violence. Um, I love this movie. 
This movie is a lot of fun. This is, I think I said it's, it, I think I said it in the so last memeable. episode. It is. And I think I said it in the last episode where I said it's, it's one of those movies that it's a classic because it's so bad. Like, well, the writing, I, the, 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 the dialogue specifically, the dialogue is so cheesy that you're yes. like, oh gosh. But at the same time, you're like, this is awesome. I feel like watching Predator, it's not so much that it's bad so much as it is it was supposed to be bad. <laughs> like, they realize the main draw of this is the Predator, but we can't... Like, the Predator has no lines. Like, it just kind of stares menacingly and does its little clicky thing. Yeah. Um. So it's just the, the plot, like we talked about earlier, there is a plot. Uh, it doesn't matter. Once you get, like, half an hour into this movie, the Predator becomes the plot. Everything is a vehicle to get to these people fighting the Predator. And I feel like that I've only seen Predator and Prey. I haven't seen any of the movies in between. I feel like kind of every movie is like that. Like, yeah, there was originally a thing that the characters were supposed to be doing, but we also want them to fight the Predator. So that's just going to happen at some point. <laughs> yeah. And and most likely will happen at the end of the movie. And yes. it will reach the point where you think, oh, there's no hope. And then something will happen. And then there's a little bit. And then there's a lot because the hero wins. Yeah. And in this, in this movie in particular, I like the ending because, yes, he wins. But at the same time, the Predator takes a really big bite out of everything and is like, oh, I lost. Well, I'm going to go out with a bang. Quite literally. Yes. At the at the end of the movie, Dutch, who is Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, has somehow managed to outsmart the extraterrestrial predator who has literally every advantage. Advanced weaponry, he's invisible, um, he has the freaking blade gauntlet thing that's so cool. It's mud. Yeah, he just hey, what if what if I was mud? What if I coated myself in mud? Which he did it, he found it by accident, you know. He he fell into um a body of water and crawled out and the mud was really thick where he crawled out and so he got completely covered in it. Well then he found that the predator who wears a mask that has Ther- thermal vision. Thermal vision, the mud held in the heat and so the predator could then no longer see Dutch. It's so, it's so dumb, but it works so well in the tone of this movie. Like watching the movie, you don't think like, oh yeah, that's exceptionally stupid. You think like this man is a genius. <laughs> and I, it's, this movie, it's so 80s. Like this has got to be like top five most 80s movies. Yeah. Because it's, it's the right amount of silly. But I will say the Predator, if you're, if you're this far, obviously you know that we talk about spoilers somewhat aggressively on the show the predator is very impressive in the way that it one by one hunts the team so the the methodology there does get progressively more uh on screen i feel like is one way to say it you know a lot of the predator's violence starts off screen and is either alluded to or described um and then it is shown on screen and then it actually happens on screen so watching that as the movie goes you kind of realize man this thing is a serious threat how is arnold schwarzenegger gonna oh okay he, he defeated okay cool <laughs> And I, my favorite scene is still the the scene where, um, you know, one guy had just, I can't remember which one it was, but somebody had just died and his buddy is like really upset that he's, that he's just passed away. And so then he, he's like kind of mourning him, but is also kind of freaked out because he saw whatever it was. And then he looks up and he sees it in the woods. And so he just takes out that he has this giant machine gun and he's just like into the woods. And then like five minutes and then everybody else comes up and is like, what? And he's like, ah, and so they all just start shooting at the wood in the trees. It's like, they don't even know what they're shooting at. No, they have no idea. And so they completely like, 
like if you ever needed to clear some some trees out of the way, you call these guys because they clear like half the jungle. Yeah. In one go. Exceptionally uh, not subtle. <laughs> I love it. It's really funny. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much Predator. I mean, there's really not much else to say about that movie. Um, the uh, ultimately the the Predator dies. He has this uh, really. Uh, freaky laugh at the end freaky everything man <laughs> the predator looks so cool and then he takes the helmet off and it's like he's one very ugly alien yeah very ugly alien is what i can say on this show yes so it's so memeable man this movie has so many awful amazing lines <laughs> one of my personal favorites uh early on in the movie they are raiding a rebel camp for reasons in the plot that ultimately again don't matter uh, somebody is sneaking up on arnold schwarzenegger so he pulls out a knife that would make crocodile dundee blush throws it through this guy pins him to the wall and he goes stick around oh <laughs> uh, it's so bad but i love oh, it so much great <laughs> but yes so Moving on from there, well, let's see. Let's let's go ahead and say positive. What what are your, what are your, some of your positive thoughts on this movie? Positive thoughts on Predator. Um, it's very enjoyable. It is not from the the realm of science fiction that is at all based in realism. We we talked earlier, like, oh yeah, you know, it'd be a fun what if episode on like what if DC's movie universe worked. But like, this almost feels like a hey, what if aliens were real and they just like hunted people for sport? That would be like that's kind of what this feels like. It is a self-contained. Oh okay, you know this this was a fun movie to watch. I, I eight out eight out of ten. Because it's not 10. good, but it's like I don't I don't want to call it bad, Jay. I don't. The uh, the lines are cheesy. It's a to me this movie is just a classic action movie. Yes, you 100%. should have no expectations when you go to watch this movie. The only thing that you should be expecting is a lot of explosions, a lot of guns, and a lot of sweaty arms, and <laughs> and that's what you get. And it's uh, so it's fun. It is definitely one that you sit down and you watch and you just have a good time with it. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about the plot. Don't worry about the if something ridiculous happens and you're like that that would never happen. Yeah, you're right. It, you wouldn't because <laughs> this movie has an alien, so you have to kind of just throw all you know common sense out the window. Um, so yes, I would also give it an eight out of ten as well. And uh, it's important to say at the moment we are recording, um, all of the Predator movies are available on Hulu. They sure are. So I ref I said earlier that Prey was released as a Hulu exclusive. Um, the rest of the movies are there as well. It's very helpful uh, for for someone like me because it's like, oh hey, I want to watch this, but I also want to understand context. And you know, as as we'll talk about here in a minute, being able to watch these, I essentially watch them back to back. I watched Predators Sunday night. I wa no Monday night. I watched Predator Monday night. I watched Prey Tuesday night. So they were both very fresh as I watched them. Um, and it is it is in that vein that I can say they are essentially the same movie. <laughs> yeah. So now Prey, which comes out much later and is a prequel to the Predator movie. Which conceptually, very cool. Yes. I think I think canonically, Prey is supposed to be the first time the Predator lands on Earth. I don't know that that's true, but I, th I, th I think it's true. I'm looking to see if that's actually said anywhere. I doubt it. Because I mean, the only it, thing she says is is she sees the spaceship coming down through the clouds and she calls it a Thunderbird. It is not expressly said on the Prey Wikipedia page. 
So again, I cannot say that for a fact, but I feel like I remember reading that somewhere in the lead up to Prey's release in August. So one huge positive that I will go ahead and say before we even get to the summary of the movie that I liked about Prey over Predator is it actually had a storyline that I remembered. Fair. Yeah. Like I walked away from the movie and I was able to, because my son, who is much too young to be watching movies like this, he really wanted to watch it. And so I said, you know what? I will just summarize the movie for you and just tell you after I watch it. And of course I say that. And then immediately I'm like, this is going to be impossible to summarize for him. (laughs) Because it's a sci-fi movie, and it's probably just going to be as ridiculous as the first one. No, there's actually a storyline to the movie. So I was actually able to summarize it for him. So that was shocking. Yeah. Yeah, a little pleasant surprise there. But yeah, so it's, uh, what did I say, 1791? Uh, 1719. Yeah. So what what is that? French and Indian War? Way before. French and Indian War was like 1750s. Okay. It was 17... 56 to 1763 it was called the seven years war in europe okay why do why do i know that i why thank you i'm glad you did i'm upset <laughs> why do i know dumb things that don't matter so um so this uh they they end up saying the the tribe and i actually can't remember um it's uh comanche Comanche. Okay, so so this so this girl is a Comanche uh, Native American, and she um, she is you know during that time uh, women had certain roles and men had certain roles, and of course she wanted to go against the grain and she wanted to not do the traditional women's role and wanted to do what the men were doing, where they were going to hunt and you know proving their strength and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so she she has a dog. A faithful dog and uh they go out and she always does what she's told not to do basically and uh and in turn gets into a lot of trouble over it um but in the long run she ends up saving the whole tribe mm-hmm. and is able to successfully take out the predator and brings back his head uh and throws it on the ground covered in the neon green blood and uh, and then the uh, movie ends, and uh, she they kind of allude to this could there could be a sequel potentially. Sorry, did, I was reading. I was that? reading more of the Wikipedia page. Um, Tabe is is the main character's older brother, who is the successful hunter. During the course of the movie, he's named War Chief. Um, but uh, spoiler alert: he's not the main character. He doesn't make it. Um, but in but August in August 2022, uh, I guess it's the actor because I don't see this. He doesn't have a writing credit. Um, he confirmed in the script for Prey, it revealed that Billy, the tracker from the first movie, is a reincarnation of Tabe reframing his last stand where he takes his machete and he cuts across his chest is a subconscious memory of a past life. That's super cool. That's weird. I'm in. I'm here for it, though, because the the French, the. <laughs> Sorry, I was not prepared for that when I was watching this movie. Uh, French people show up like yeah. halfway through and they kidnap uh, the main character and they like steal her dog. And then they get in a fight with the predator and it looks like they're winning until they are very much not winning. <laughs> he slaughters them all. 
Yeah. I, I assume he, I don't know, the, the Predator. In very intense it's vicious. ways, too. It's so vicious. And, like, yeah, the Predator in the original movie is not exactly kind, right? He's not over here, like, oh, you know, this is going to be quick and painless. He's like, no, this is going to be quick, but very, very painful. And the Predator in Prey takes out, essentially, a small army of, of French people. Yeah. Uh, the term used here is voyageurs, which I guess is just French people in America <laughs> in that frame of time. Um yeah, that that scene where they're in the field and and the two main Comanche characters are, are tied up there as bait. The predator just goes beast mode on like thirty guys. Yeah, and it's, it's all, it all looks so cool. It was intense. It really was. And um, yeah, I the I don't know the design for the predator in this movie was really neat. Like the uh, the the mask that he had was like a skull, mm-hmm. but it still had the technology that he had from the first one and that he could, he could, he had the, the, um, uh, infrared, you know, and could see the, the heat coming from people's bodies and everything. Um, but it only fit, it was really neat how it only fit in like one certain section of his face. So you could still see like the other parts of his mouth that open up. That was neat. I enjoyed that. Um, he had uh, several different gadgets, and then the 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 more important one was he had uh, he had the arm blades that came out, and then he also had this um, his laser the laser on his mask. He could just point it wherever he was looking, and then when he shot a, it was like this dart. It was like a it was like a crossbow bolt almost. Yeah, this cross this bolt would shoot out of his arm and it would go to wherever that laser was pointing, which was really cool. Um so one thing I will say the positive about this movie, another one, was I like how so there's so many movies now, and John and I have kind of talked about this before. There's so many movies now where the main character just like is able to just almost like magically figures everything out mm-hmm. and is able to do everything perfectly. And this movie, I really enjoyed that the main character struggled. She actually really did struggle through the whole movie. But what she did was is she learned from her struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then at the very end, when she had to fight the predator, essentially she used all the skills that she had learned throughout the movie and was able to use them at the end and defeat the predator. Yeah, that's that's absolutely spot on. I don't know that I had actually put that together in that same way, but like looking back on it and like reading the plot here and thinking about watching this movie, every part of that movie matters. Yeah, which exactly. is very much not always the case. No, it, and it seems to not happen as much anymore. I feel like there's a lot of older movies that that's, you know, typical of how the movie works. But now I don't feel like that happens nearly as much. So that was something that, and especially for a, you know, I guess what I would consider to just be a, a cheesy, cheap sci-fi a, movie. A genre movie. Yeah. yeah, a movie that, you know, I mean, you're not expecting much of a story you're not expecting much of character development in a movie like this but then to have it was such a pleasant surprise yeah i will say speaking of surprises but not necessarily pleasant um oh gosh in the in the credits of this movie they did they essentially did they showed the plot in the style of um artwork of cave, of, cave paintings yeah but they also they didn't stop where the movie ended. They went one frame longer. Yeah. Uh, and in that one frame, it showed three predator ships dropping on this tribe. Uh, I don't know about you, Jay. That is a horrifying ending to this movie. <laughs> yeah. Because we may- saw the damage one predator did, and if they could coordinate, and there's like oh, I don't know six of them rule the planet easily. <laughs> 
it does make you wonder if they are they setting up for another movie or was that just kind of just a, a little thing to just you know make you wonder honestly i hope not like conceptually i love the idea of prey it is a period piece it is a prequel existing in the same universe but it functions so well as a one-off i would almost want to see that like what if we explored another time period What if we went to, you know, the same time period, but somewhere else on the planet? Like, you can't sit here and tell me, like, a samurai versus a predator wouldn't be fun to watch. Oh, that would be a lot of fun to watch. Right? (laughs) So, I mean, you could could drop the predator anywhere on the planet, any time in history, and make a compelling movie. You just have to make it worth watching. And Prey, to that extent, is 100% worth watching. I was I was shocked at how much I enjoyed it because I mean like we said this movie keeps you on the edge of your seat for most of the time and you're paying attention the entire time. Yeah. I I love this movie now. Big fan. Yeah, me too. I uh, I'm a big fan. I I remember I when I finished it up, I turned it off and thought to myself, I did not expect to enjoy that as much as I did and I don't like saying it, but I kind of want more. Yeah, I I would absolutely want another movie like this, if not an actual sequel. I don't know if I would want a sequel, but I think what you're saying, which now that you've said it, it's not going to happen. Of course not, no. Uh, but having the Predator, but in different like time periods in different parts of the world. Yeah. Like a samurai against a Predator or a like a World <laughs> War One era. The Predator, but during the French Revolution, and he's just very confused. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, it's a no oh jay i've ruined it Th- three men and a predator it's a rom-com i don't even know how that would work i have no idea they how a predator happen. rom-com would would function yeah because would there have would there be a female predator because what, what does is, is that there? look like i don't know that's the thing I, I, haven't, really I haven't i haven't seen all the movies i've only seen these two movies i don't think they've ever really explained that i know that they have predator dogs that sounds terrifying yeah it, in uh in predators it's there's a there's a a, a dog version of the is predator. that the, is that the one where they tried to convince people that adrian brody was an action hero yes yeah no i'm not watching that it wasn't horrible uh it was definitely worse than prey <laughs> <laughs> I have no trouble but believing that at this point. Then again, in time. it's also it might be the best one of the series. Pray. So, pray. I would I would expect that to be true. Yeah. So, what did you have any negative things about this movie? Honestly, no. I feel like everything happened very organically. Like nothing yeah. felt forced. Like yeah. even her figuring out, like, oh, the darts go where that red light is pointing, and oh, if I eat this flower, he can't see me. Like all of those things were kind of discovered naturally. Like yeah. it wasn't just stumbled across. I think the only thing that might have felt forced was when the uh, French translator was teaching her how to use the gun. Um, yeah, because he knew he was dead yeah and she knew he was dead right it was just a matter of kind of like you said she learns the gun and in that same moment learns that the medicine is what makes her invisible i did love her little hatchet contraption that she oh created my gosh with the, that was so cool i want that as an assassin's creed weapon yes a throwable it, it actually, like hatchet on the, it, the when you can pull it back too uh-huh yeah oh and now I might have to. It's a special talk. move you can do, and you throw you throw like this thing, and it, it'll stab somebody. And then what you can do actually is you can like Just chain it. You can then like swing them, and so like they stumble into other people and knock them over. Okay. And then and then you pull it back, and then it brings them to you, and you can hit them. 
Well, yeah. I need you to talk me out of playing Valhalla. I've not <laughs> I've not heard good things. Actually, I've actively heard bad things. I mean, there are elements of it that are a lot of fun, but it is a grind for sure. Um, so yeah. So I would give it a prey. I I mean, I'm going to give it a 9. I because I can't really come up with, you know, these were bad and the only thing that felt forced also worked. Like in the in the flow of the plot, it very much fits. Um but looking back, it does feel kind of um, you know, very convenient timing. I feel like I have to give it like a 9 or a 9.5. Yeah, it's give- it's really good. It's incredibly graphic. Yes. Need, needs to be said. It's yes. a very graphic movie and the, a lot of the a lot of the graphic violence happens right in front of the camera. It does. It yes, is like a right. close up on these just very brutal wounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the green screen choreography is done very well, I think. Yeah. So Jay gives it a nine. I'm gonna give it a nine five. It's a it's a good movie. It's worth checking out for sure. And I, I you if you're going to choose just one of them to watch, I would really love for you to watch both. That's yeah. That's exactly where I'm at. Like if you're gonna pick, if you're only gonna watch one of these, don't <laughs> uh, watch them both. Watch them both because you're going to appreciate and you got to watch it in the order that it was released because you're really going to appreciate it a lot better to see kind of like what John was saying, where we've been versus where we are now. Like it's it's a huge change, but a, a very positive change. So nothing but good things to say. All right. Well, John, where are we headed next? It is with the most tremendous regret that I have to announce it's Morbin time. It's Morbin time. Uh, I'm so scared. <laughs> it's been so long since I have actively hated a movie. <laughs> and I'm scared it's going to happen. We're gonna, Our next movie we are planning to review is the infamous 2022 release, Morbius. Honestly, this... It's, so, the, it's supposed to be so bad, man. The, the layout for that movie will probably be just going through it and, and talking about all the flaws. Yes. Pointing them all out. All the inconsistencies and just all the weird stuff. So I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm so scared. But I'm, <laughs> but I'm excited because I know it's just going to be horrible. Yeah. So that will be fun. So if you would like to, to join us on this, oh, uh, on this quest. If you also hate yourself enough to watch a bad movie. It is, it is streaming currently on Netflix. <laughs> From the, what is it? Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel Characters. Is that the actual... Spunk. Spunk. Ugh, gross. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yep, that's it. Well, any closing thoughts? Um, I mean, not really. I don't know that I can really talk highly enough of these two movies, just very differently. Yeah. Um, Predator is a quintessential 80s movie in my mind, uh, and Prey is very much a what if we made that movie today. Yeah, yeah. So conceptually, that's really fun. Um, if you can think of other movies kind of like that, that fall in that how it started, how it's going vein. We would love to hear that. Um, yeah, please, please send it to us. Yeah. Several different ways you can do that. You can email us the nerd. No, excuse me. They didn't ask us at gmail.com. You can email us. You can also follow us on Twitter, TDAU mm-hmm. underscore pod. You can follow John, jmuller8332. That's me. And then you can also follow me, the nerd is underscore in. And we'd love to hear from you, chat with you. Uh, you can see what we're up to, what we like, what we get into. And, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. So with that, go check out Prey. Go check out Predator. And we'll see you here in two weeks. But until then, nerd out.